Welcome back to the Modern Real Estate Agents with Johnny and Lizzie Phillips. Welcome back, everybody. Thanks for joining us. Um, I, I was thinking about it this morning. We might have first time listeners. People may not start at the beginning. I hope they do because that episode was really, really fun. Yeah, that was that was definitely. If you a haven't episode. listened to our first episode, go back to that and it'll tell you who we are, what we do, why are we here. These are all great questions. Why are, why are we talking to you? Um, and thanks for listening. If you are a first time listener, welcome. Uh, we are halfway through a series in how to level up your real estate business in 2022. Yep. Today we're going to be talking about goal setting. If you don't have goals, you need them. Yes. Goals are good in life for all sorts of things, but especially your real estate career. Yeah. No, um, we felt like this was a really appropriate topic. You know, if you're going to level it up, you need to know what that means for you. Absolutely. Um, and goal setting is important for all sorts of reasons. You can set arbitrary goals, but if you don't know what you're going to get from those goals or why you're setting them, uh, I think it's going to be a problem. What's that saying that's like uh, a goal is just a dream if it's not written down? (laughs) Something like that? Something like that. Yeah. You're as bad as as I am with with these sayings. (laughs) So if you're listening at home and you know how that goes, sorry, we just botched it. But yes, uh, you do need to set goals. Um, I'm sitting here looking at our, our first little whiteboard that we had for ourselves and we set goals. Um, and we decided we wanted to do 40 transactions. Yeah. And so we wrote the number one through 10 down for the four quarters and said, we're filling up all these time slots Yep. or all these little slots. Um, and you know what we did wrong with that, with that goal? What? We didn't fill in all the slots. No. Not in that we didn't do the transactions as much yeah. as we just didn't write them down on <laughs> well, the whiteboard. I have everything digitally now, but I do right. think it's important that we get it up in a spot 100%. for this coming year. If you guys don't have a whiteboard in front of you so you can see your goals, you need that. Yep. It, it's super important. Agreed. Um, so chalk that away somewhere. Yeah. Chuck so we are going to go ahead and start talking through goal setting and what does it look like? How do you do it? Yep. All the things so that hopefully when you finish listening to this podcast, you're going to be able to walk away with something that you guys can do to set your goals for next year. It is honestly a little bit late to be setting them, not going to lie. Like we set ours a couple of weeks ago. We did. And we did it with all our agents on our team too. But it's never too late to set goals. It's just, I would, I would try to plan ahead earlier for next year because your first quarter in the following years already being set up right now. Absolutely. Fourth quarter is really first quarter of the next year. Yeah. Um, you know, in this business, if you've been doing this for a while, you know that it can take at least 30 days from contract to close. Um, if you're all cash, you know, you can do it in 10. That's awesome. But uh, yeah, this is a kind of a leading kind of game. So you have to plan in advance if you want that paycheck. Yep. So uh, definitely set goals early. Uh, it is now the end of November. Basically December. It'll be December when you guys are listening to this. Yep. So if you haven't made up your goals, we're going to walk you through how to do that right now so you can do that and achieve those goals in 2022. Yeah. So what the acronym that we like to use is SMART goals. And that stands for Specific, Measurable, Achievable, Relevant, and Time Bound. So we're going to go through all of those Letters. Absolutely. (laughs) And if you've worked in the corporate world um, 
or in education or really anywhere, you've probably heard that. You've probably sat down with an HR rep and they're like, let's talk about your goals this year. So that's essentially what we are. We are HR rep today. Sounds good. So specific, let's start with that. Um, what do I want to accomplish? Why is this goal important? Who does this involve? All these different questions um, kind of tying in to that. And, and the reason it says specific is because if you're just saying, oh, I want to sell houses next year, that doesn't help anybody. Absolutely not. I mean, that, that is a dream. I want to sell houses. I want to be a real estate agent. That's a dream. Okay. So setting goals um, specific and what we tell our agents and what I subscribe to, um, what we do is we're all about listings here. Okay. So when we make our numbers and we set these goals, I'm only looking at it from the perspective of listings. Um, for my real estate business, buyers are like the, the sprinkle on the cupcake. That's awesome. Throw those in there. Yeah. But you can't control buyers. No. You can't control when they're going to buy. You can't control their price point. What you can control as a listing agent is what houses you want to list. Uh, it, that just puts you in control of your career. Well, and in control of your commission. Absolutely. 100%. I mean, the biggest reason why we're really focusing on listings right now is that buyer agent commissions are going lower and we're not going to talk about what they specifically are. I think that's like a, that's a taboo, a bad thing to do, but, but just, they are going lower. So if you're going to be doing way more work on the buyer side, you know, spending a ton of time driving exactly. people around, submitting offer after offer after offer, not getting accepted. Why like, would you not want to be on the listing side? I mean, that is the powerful position to be in, you get to set the rules. Especially in this market. Yeah. Absolutely. So if you are sitting at home saying, I love working with buyers because it's fun, you're obviously not selling in this real estate market because it's not fun for buyer's agents. Yeah. But it's time for you to take your career to the next level and say, I'm going to be a listing agent. That's how you're going to survive. And I think a lot of people, there's an old model of real estate teams where you hire buyer's agents. So everyone starts off as a buyer's agent Ooh, and it's, started. it's such a bad model because you also put this limiting belief in your mind that like, Oh, I can only work with buyers listings or this coveted thing out there and yeah. only the best of the best get to do listings. I'm not qualified enough for that. No, you're freaking qualified. Don't let anyone tell you that you have to level up or achieve their goals um, for you as a buyer's agent before they'll even let you train to be a listing agent why would you even want to work for someone who, who has that mentality? That's not helping you. Yeah. That's helping them. Exactly. And really it's not helping them because if they broke down the numbers, they would know that they're actually spending more money on leads to Zillow and Realtor than you're bringing in on commission. So they're actually losing money. All around is a terrible idea. That's, that's just how that works. Is that your rant for the moment? It's, it's just reality. People don't sit down and look at their P&Ls and, and do it right. I don't know what's wrong with them. They're bad business people. Yeah. And, you know, setting a specific goal, it, it also can be, you know, you can have multiple goals for the year. Like, let's say you have, you have a income goal, you have mm -hmm. a weight loss goal, you have a I mean, trip that you want to take. Goal. I think like, it's super important for you as a person to have more than just a career goal. I'm a workaholic. That is how I see things. We had a very fun 
uh, relationship talk last night about how that is the paradigm in which I see the world, but there's a lot more to that. Um, so I'm with you. You do need to set personal goals and you need to take care of yourself and the people around you. Yeah. Like what's the point of earning all this money if you're not going to do with it what you want? And, 100%. And that's up to everybody out there. Like, do you want to pay off debt? Do you want to go on trips? Do you want to go to Disney? Like, what does that look like for you specifically? It's going to look different for, for everybody. All of our friends are at Disney right now. That's why she brings that up. I did. I thought about it because literally everyone I know went to Disney this week. Yeah. I don't, I don't know what Disney's got <laughs> we're going not on. Big, we're not big Disney people. Is it like bad to say that? I wouldn't say that out loud because we're going to offend a lot of Disney people. It's And it's not that like, I don't like it. I just, it is so expensive. <laughs> it's stupid expensive. Yeah. I'm like, uh-uh, nope. No like, yeah, for and and especially like especially with having a young kid right now, we don't know if he would even like it. Would he be scared of the characters? Don't I'm let like, her fool you. We booked a trip to Jamaica last night. We did, but that's not for my child. That's selfishly <laughs> for me. I don't. I don't. And it probably was cheaper than a Disney trip. Oh, I'm sure it was honest. cheaper than Disney. Absolutely. Uh, okay. So specific guys, listing oriented. Please just follow my lead. Take my word for it. When you're setting these numbers, think about listings. It puts you in the driver's seat. You don't want someone else dictating your commission. You don't want someone else dictating when you can close or what's going on. Be a business person. Be a smart business person. We're going to focus on listings. Yeah. So the next one is measurable. Measurable. Okay. So the number of listings. All right. We're talking about a purely analytical number here. All right. And I love this part of smart goals because I love measuring things and saying, okay, I can hit this at this time. This is exactly what I have to do. This is the point where you get to break it down. And for me, this is the fun part of smart goals. Yeah. So you need to be able to measure it. Um, what's the number? What is your income goal? How many units does that mean? How much, how many listing appointments does that mean? What is Break it down super, super, Absolutely. quote unquote, first was specific. And then how are you going to measure it? Yes. So for these guys, start big. Um, let's, we're going to start at a, at a, um, an omniscient view here. All right. What is the big goal? And we're going to break it down. I've never heard that used before. I, I think I made it up I just now. I think you now. did too. Coined <laughs> like it. a bird's eye view. Is that what That's we That's exactly of? what I'm thinking. We're looking at the whole <laughs> picture here and then yeah. we're going to go down. So I think the first thing you need to start with is how much money do you want to make? Like right. that, you are a realtor, real, hopefully realtor, you determine your income at the end of the day. If you're not hitting your goals, if you're not selling houses, it's on you. I think that's the coolest part of this job is, is you do get to set your goal. Every other job, someone tells you what you make in this job, you tell yourself what you yeah. want to make. So figuring out what that number looks like for you. Um, so we have, we spent some time before this episode, breaking it down, breaking it down for you guys, because we wanted to give you a tangible um, number that, that you can work with us. And you, kind of a can, formula yeah. to figure out how, what, what based off your income goal. Right. So, so let's you say you wanted to make a hundred thousand dollars. We're going to keep this, you know, pretty broad. Maybe some of you are like, I'd love to make a hundred thousand dollars. And hopefully some of you are like, wow, that would really kind of be a, a pay cut for me, but we're going to use a hundred thousand dollars. And that's net. We're right. talking about you're netting $100,000. Exactly. So because we're talking about net, we need to start adding in expenses and taxes because that's what's going to come out. All yeah. right. So let's let's get to your gross here. Um, so if your net's $100,000, you are going to have to factor in taxes, guys, and there's a lot of expenses. If you haven't been in this game very long, 
um, there's, there's a lot of expenses, guys. There's a cost of doing business. You have uh, fees to your broker. You're going to have uh, dues for, to your uh, realtor board, your super key. You're going to have, um, you have to pay a cap. If you're not paying a cap, um, I mean, that's great for you, but. You're probably paying really high desk fees. Yeah. I mean, and again, that just goes into your cost of business. So you're going to have to sit down and write down these, write all these down. There's going to be marketing expenses. Do you do professional photography? The answer is yes. If you're not doing professional photography, you're doing your clients a disservice. Find a photographer. Do you use a transaction coordinator? That's an expense. Okay. And again, you make sure you're taking out taxes, please. I've heard so many times that realtors do two things. You can guarantee a realtor owes taxes and hasn't saved money. You can guarantee they're not doing those two things. We are doing those two things. Absolutely. And, <laughs> that's and that, why we're telling you to do it. And that's because they're not looking at it from the big picture. They're like, hey, transaction came in. I got this $10,000 check. I'm going to go spend it. Okay, that's great. But you have to pull your taxes out of that. You have to pull savings out of that, guys. Just be big thinkers, please. Yeah. Think. And I mean, I'm I'm okay sharing what we do with all of our sure, yeah. commission checks. We automatically put, I guess I can say the amount, we put 30 percent of the commission into savings for um taxes and then we put 30 percent into savings for ourselves right yes and and please don't confuse those we may be saving for taxes but that's tax money that money is not ours yeah we don't touch it no. it sits in a money market account it makes us a couple hundred bucks every year <laughs> hey, and then we pull it, out yeah. of that when we have to pay quarterly and now something just to think about is that when you're paying quarterly it's going to be based off of your previous year's income Hopefully you are increasing your income every year that you are in real estate and you need to be prepared that you're going to be paying more at the end right. of the year, not just based off what your quarterly has been taken out of. And so that's why it's important that we take out that 30% for taxes, even though that's a whole lot more than we're projected to pay in taxes because we made so much more this year than we made last year. Yeah, you have to be prepared. But we're still going to have that money because that is going to come. Uh, now work with the CPA. If you're not working with the CPA, it's worth every dime. Yeah. Do it. They'll tell you how much you really need to be saving. They're Don't listen to us for tax advice. No, absolutely not. <laughs> At all. <laughs> no, but they're going to help you write stuff off and, and, and do whatever you need to do. So listen to those people. So yeah, so we're at that 100,000. Plus expenses. Plus all of your different expenses. Now, if we worked it for somebody who was with our company, EXP, you know, we added on the cap for that. What are we, what fees are they going to be having to pay? All of those different things. Right. So we came up with 41%. Um, and I know that sounds high, but just remember guys, you're talking about taxes. That's half of it. If you're right going to go there. ahead and save 30% like we do, there's yep. your 30%. So really you're only looking at about 10% of expenses. So, so yeah, your expenses are going to be for this example, 41% of whatever your net is. Mm -hmm. Okay. So if your net you want to take home is a hundred thousand dollars, you add 41% to that. And that puts you at $141,000, right? Yeah. Basic math. Now, then you start to break it down further. How much are you, do you make a commission? What's your commission off each transaction? And you can divide that to figure out how many units or how many transactions you have to do. Um, so our average, Price point around here is about 350. 
Yeah. And we say that's close to it's national. Close, the national average is 375 right now. So it's pretty close okay, to right. that. But your market may be lower and maybe higher. So you need to definitely account. If you're brand new to this, I would I would venture to say go with a lower number because you tend to do a lot lower volume mm. your first couple of years as you're building up your business and repertoire and sphere and everything. Absolutely. So, I mean, I would go a little bit under that for... If you're brand new, sure. if you're you've been in it, you kind of have an idea of what your price point is that you're hitting every time, then I would go off of your average. Right. So if you're selling your average price point is three hundred and fifty thousand dollars, then your commission off of that, your three percent, which you're dictating because you are the listing agent, is gonna be just north of ten thousand dollars. I don't think we can say percentages, but well we're sorry, we're my we're bad. basing this model off of a three percent commission. Right. So we're just going to use the round number of $10,000. Yeah. Um, so if I want to make $141,000 off of $10,000 commissions. You have to sell 14 homes. 14 units. That's it. Super easy. Like, doesn't that sound so doable when you break it down? You're like, only 14? That's barely one a month. Yes. Now, okay, exactly. Thank you. Break it down even further. That's just just over, like point something. Over one a month. Can you sell one home a month? Yeah. Yes. You should be. Absolutely. And so if you're doing that with your average price of three fifty, you should be walking away with a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. All expenses paid. Taxes paid. I know a lot of people that would love to make six figures. I mean, isn't that the I remember when I was teaching, that was the goal. Like, man, I would love to make six figures. That's kind of the maybe it's because we live in Georgia and that's kind of the I don't I don't know. Yeah. I'm sure if you're in New York and you're in California, you're like, what on earth are you guys talking about? Yeah. But yeah, six figures. That's that's kind of the and goal. It's interesting as you learn to shift your mindset a little bit and realizing how attainable it is. Like when I first got into real estate, I think it was like my second year, I set the goal of I want to make six figures by the time I'm 30. And I mean, I was... I know we're laughing. Work out. We're laughing so hard about it. <laughs> and that was like something for me that I was like, I just can't even imagine if I do that, what it's going to be like. I just can't even imagine if I can do that. Like it just seems so unattainable. But right now, I think you would say that that goal is ridiculously low. It is. Like now I'm like, oh, that's just like, if <laughs> that, we're not making a hundred thousand, yeah. we did something really wrong. If, Oh my God. Really wrong. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I wouldn't even know what to do with ourselves. Um, okay, so 14 units. Lizzie loves the idea of the 12, what do you call it? The 12 week? 12 week year. 12 week year. What does the 12 week year mean? So basically it's where you're breaking your production, your goals, your units, everything down into 12 weeks for the year. That You're no longer working off of a calendar year, you're working off of 12 weeks. Okay, so that would be, you know, you've got January, February, March is your first quarter mm -hmm. and so on and so on. So every three months you're restarting your year and got breaking it. it down even smaller helps it to be a little more attainable. Absolutely. So, so if you're thinking about 14 units, we can't evenly divide that by four, which Lizzie brought up earlier is actually helpful. Yeah. She's like, okay, that's three units, three, three. For the first quarter. Yeah. Because cold months, typically you expect things to be a little slower. I know, we've been really busy though this December. Hey, let's not jinx it. Knock on wood. I know. I've been super impressed. Usually December, November, December is a, a lower mm -hmm. month because 
well, realtors take the time, a lot of time off. And that blows my mind. A lot of people don't want to buy and sell around the holidays because they want to be in their home. So it does tend to bring down the number of units you're going to do. So, but I think again, that attests to you can do what you want to do in this business. I I mean, we don't let up. We just keep working and we keep producing. Yeah. Well, and I think you probably, a big reason you've had so much success is that again, so many agents take their foot off the gas in these months. So you have a lot less competition competing for for sale by owners and expired. Which again is insane because fourth quarter is how you get start first quarter. Okay. So right now I'm setting up closings for January. Yeah, you'll be, yeah, we're already starting to set up closings for January. Would I not want to hit the ground running then? Or do I want to sit back and, and reset in January 1st? Say, okay, now I'm going to get started. Yeah. Well, no, because then my, hopefully, if I'm lucky, my first closing will be in February. Yeah. What happened to January? Yeah. If you can start setting up January now, that's that's your best Absolutely. Bet. Absolutely. So back to doing your quarters. If you're going to do 14 units, first quarter, those first three months, January, February, March, three units. Yeah. You can close one unit each of those months. Yep. And you are on track for your goal. Quarter two? Four. Four units. Okay. That means you have to squeeze in an extra one somewhere. I think you can it's do it. It's the spring market. You should probably be able to squeeze in an extra two. Yes. All right. Second quarter. Again, four. Third quarter, you mean. Thank you. Third quarter. Four units. Fourth quarter. Fourth three. quarter, three. So I would, I would try to load your middle months a little bit heavier, just, just the nature of real estate. People do tend to move more in spring and summer and then, but, but don't, don't think of it as like an off your off months, the other quarters, like that's not how it's going to work. Nope. But you're just naturally probably going to have more transactions done in those other months. You are accounting for what the market is probably going to do. Yeah. That's smart planning, smart goals. Um, Okay. Relevant. Why are you setting these goals? Okay. And and to me... Wait, did we skip achievable? Do I mean, it, it is achievable. Go ahead. Achievable. <laughs> like, wait a second. You don't need an A in smart if you ask you me. You do. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So your goal does need to be realistic and attainable. If you sold two houses this year and you're saying you're going to sell 50 next year, that's not really smart. <laughs> I mean, not unless you've been listening to this podcast and you know how to sell 50 a year. In that case, do it. But try to make it so it's, you know, an achievable goal that it's something that you're actually going to hit. We, when we set our personal goal for Johnny and I for units, and then when we set our team goal, we put some cushion in. We did. For everybody. for sure. Because we know that there will be some people who may not hit their goals next year. It's just the nature of goal setting. I mean, and it, you know, the 10 times rule, you need to be setting higher goals than yeah. You can well, and that's, you know, that's the thing about smart goals versus the 10X rule. You, everybody has a different philosophy on right. setting goals. I do think it makes more sense, though, to set something that seems achievable and and measuring it out through the year. So you're constantly checking back in with your goals. We decided every week we're going to be talking about our, our goals with our team. Mm-hmm. Where are we at? Where are you each at? What do we need to do to get you that next one for the... Next month. I mean, that level of accountability is going to help you meet your goals. I think, I mean, take a look at people who set goals, uh, New Year's resolutions. What did they last? Like a month? Because people, even they set these unattainable goals. There's no, there's no one helping them. There's no accountability. So I think that's why setting attainable goals is important. Yeah. Well, and we like, so for example, last year, it really made it a priority that I was going to exercise. And 
part of it was like, life happens, you know, you're going to get sick. You're going to have a sick Mm -hmm. child. I'm going to have an early morning closing that I can't make it to my workout class. So giving yourself again, attainable. Like I, I think I said what I had said was like between January and June, I was able to miss like two workouts a month. I think it was. You should give yourself some cushion because I think it was three actually. If you think about that goal, if you had not given yourself permission to miss one, then I would have quit. Exactly. You would have been like, well, I didn't, I didn't hit it. I've already, I've already messed it up. So I'm just going to quit now. You were defeated. You lost. Why even continue? And guys, I've worked out this whole year. Have I done it every day? No, I've not hit out every single day, but I keep going because I know that, Hey, I've got some leeway and grace built in Absolutely. for me. And isn't that better than we did the year before? By a thousand percent. Okay, then. That so mean, maybe maybe right? you should take my working out as as a, an inspiration <laughs> that if you did sell only two houses last year, you can do 50 because did, Lizzie worked out for a whole year. Did we ever think that that's where we would be using that analogy? Lizzie's nope. working out. Um, okay, so irrelevant. Why are you setting this goal? To me, this is where the smart goals kind of get ambiguous. Because we want to sell houses because we want to be a realtor. Yeah. And I think with relevant, it, it also, you can talk a little bit about like, what is this going to do for you? Like, sure. yeah, you're making all this income, but going back to, okay, are you going to be taking that trip? Are you paying off that debt? Like, what are you doing with this? So it's relevant because making this money will be relevant for your life. I don't know if that's a stretch of what this is meaning, but for me, I really think you need to be I mean, sure. breaking it down even further. Okay, yeah, you want that 100,000. What is that 100,000 going to do for you? I mean, I talked to our agents on the team about that. Mm-hmm. Some of them want to pay off debt. Some of them want to put their kids in ballet. Some of, you know, it's simple things that yeah. like they're not able to do, but if they start hitting their goals, then they will be able to. If this is 2021, about to be 2022, if you're not in debt, that's awesome. I don't know what you've been doing. Okay. But the rest of us are. For real. And the last one. Time bound. Okay. So. Time. When is this happening? How long do you have to do it? And I think that that goes back to how we can look at it um, as a yearly goal and we can break it down as a quarterly goal or Mm -hmm. a monthly goal time bound. It helps you say, well, oh, I can just push off these 14 units until December. That that does not going to work. No. That's you, a terrible you, idea. You really need to be doing the 12 week year where you've got, you know, monthly what you're supposed to be doing, but quarterly at the absolute mm-hmm. max. And, and again, this goes back to the first conversation we had on this show. Whiteboards, get something in front of you where you can see what your goals are. You can see, okay, this is what I have to do. And something like I know one of our agents told us that she did this last night was that she created like her vision board. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yep. And that's so important. I think we need to do one. We we can. Johnny's going to be like, this is stupid. But <laughs> I think it's I think it's super important so that you can see every day. Like, is it a car you want to buy? Put that car on there. Is it a vacation? Is it debt? Like put some symbols on this this board. And this is why you're working. This is why you're doing what you're doing. So when you get told no 10 times in a row, you can be like, why am I doing this for all of these things? And if exactly. I keep going, it's just, it is motivating to keep you going. Um, but yeah, with, with the time bound, you know, you, you do need to break it down to daily. Like what do you daily need to be doing? What do you weekly mm-hmm. in order to hit this income goal? Okay. 
Yes. Figure out, there's a lot of different trackers on everywhere where you can figure out, okay, how many contacts do I need to have with somebody? How many appointments do I need to set in order to hit that? Like I think on, I have our tracker up here um, for that goal. Like you literally only have to go on. So for this, we did a 50, 50 buyer and listing because you're naturally probably going to get more buyer referrals. Buyers just tend to land in your lap. And if you think about it, if you're selling someone, they're probably going to have to go somewhere so you can double in that transaction. And you're hopefully if you're taking listings, you're doing them the right way. You're going to be producing multiple transactions off of every listing. Bingo. So that's where we did say 50, 50 buyers and listings. If you broke that down to the 14 units that you need, you're looking at literally one listing appointment a month and one buyer appointment a month. That's too much work for me. I don't know if I can do that. <laughs> like, guys, if you're not going on one listing appointment a month and one buyer consult a month. What are you doing? Because it's not real estate. Yeah. I mean, it's, ha- it's so attainable. And that's what we we're just trying to get across to you guys of like, it really isn't as much work as you think it is. I mean, yes, it's work. You have to lead generate. If you're not lead generating, again, go back and listen to the last episode. Bingo. Well, I don't know if you should listen to that. <laughs> it was a great episode. It was, we were just, it, it was late and it we may have been drinking. It was very late and we were very tired. So, But lead generating, go back. I mean, lead generating is your business. So I would go back and listen to it. Well, and this, I will say as well, this breakdown that I have is based off of like a 75% conversion rate. Because obviously you don't need 24 buyers or listings for sure to close. Right. But you only the, need 14, but that's at a 75% conversion rate. So even if you, if you had a hundred percent conversion rate, you don't even have to go in one a month. Like what? Yeah, for real. Uh, and the more you do this, the better you're going to get at your scripts, the better you're going to get at overcoming objections, the, the easier it's going to be. Yeah. It's just, and it, it makes these numbers even easier. Um, I get overwhelmed just by thinking about how easy it would be to get 14 units. Yeah. Like you're like, geez, that would seriously be so simple to do. And it is simple. It's to just do. not easy. It re- I mean, that's what it is. It's simple. It's, it's basic. Right. The, but, the hardest but there's part hard is, work involved. Yeah. The hardest part is getting yourself to do it. This is a business where you're going to get rejection and sometimes you don't know the right answer. And do you have the confidence to sit in that situation? Mm-hmm. That's, that's what this is. Yeah. And I wanted, I just wanted to circle back on something that I was thinking about with, as far as like talking, this is kind of not in the direction you're going at all, but like talking about listings and how there's something that a lot of agents are just afraid of. Like they Mm -hmm. don't know what to do. They don't know how to do it. And like, if you're on a team, hopefully you're on a team that lets anybody take a listing. If you're not, you should DM us and we should talk, but you should be on a team that you're able to take listings Use your team's clout to be able to take a listing. Like Absolutely. Our agents can all go on listing appointments and they have our listing packet and our resume and that's who's really working for them at the end of the day is our team. Absolutely. So there's no reason, there's nothing, there's no limiting factor there for them at all. I saw that same question on um, a Facebook group not long ago. It was well, I'm brand new and I don't have numbers behind me. What do I do? Well, are you on a team? Okay. Use those numbers. My team did this. My team is capable of, of you know, closing six last month. 
And and Why use not? like as well. Hopefully, you're on a team that they are converting for sale owners. If they're not, I'm sure they have another lead generation source. Hopefully, they're not paying for things. But if you're converting, if they're converting for sale by owners, you can talk about the successes that they've had with it. Absolutely. Just say our team yes. has done yes. this. Like, go back to your team and give yourself that confidence there. I agree. You need to be talking with whoever your team lead is about what are the numbers. You need to know those, and those are now your numbers. Exactly. Yeah. So I think it's super doable, you guys. Like, I hope that this conversation encourages you to, like, actually sit down. It doesn't even take more than 30 minutes to figure out what your goals are. It doesn't. Write them out. Tell people. Like, tell someone. Tell your spouse if you're married. Tell a friend if you're not. Find Get a coach if that's something that you think could help you if you need that accountability. Tell your team leader. Also, if your team leader is not setting goals with you, you should think about that as well. I don't I don't know what kind of leading <laughs> that team lead is doing if they're not. We're really bashing on that. team leaders right now today, but I, I think it is so important. If you are paying money to somebody and they are not giving you these things, like what, what are you that's doing? That's what they're there to do. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. Goal setting. That was it. I think that's it. This is a shorter episode, but it's, it's, I mean, it's simple. It's just something you have to do and hopefully this can break it down for you. Absolutely. So guys go out there um, and sell at least 14 units because you really don't have to work to sell 14 units. Yeah. And if you guys want to like check in with us, we would love to check in with you. If you're like, Hey, I set my goals. Like, oh, let that us, would be so much fun. Yeah. Tell us your goals for the year. We would love to freaking celebrate with you. If you are literally hitting your goals at the end of the first quarter, like we will give you the biggest shout out on our podcast if you reach out to us. Oh, for real? <laughs> oh, yeah, fun, fun. We'll yeah. start name dropping you. Yeah. We will plug you. Right? And and this is a good way for us to, you know, build up our network of agents around the country that we can refer people out to. Referring is a great we'll part of this business. If Absolutely. You're, if you're doing the right things and you're hitting your goals, why wouldn't I refer someone to you? Isn't that the goal you want to ref you refer someone because they're good at their job, yeah, right? Exactly. So let us know you're doing well at your job so we can refer you, please. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Okay. okay. Um, questions. This, questions. Is, this is the hardest part of the show I for know. me. We never, we never think about what we're going to ask ahead of time. So we only just sit here really awkwardly trying to think of what we're going to ask. Question, 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 <laughs> question. Okay. Question. Okay. Um, Oh my gosh. I just got psyched out by my own question. What? I know. Okay. So I, I need a haircut. She didn't let me get a haircut last week and I need a haircut now. So or just, you had to cancel it because there's something. We well, an appointment yeah, up or something. something. Well, first she made me cancel it, but then something did come up. So it was good. But I think what happened was I told you to cancel it and you didn't cancel it. And then something came up and you canceled it like at the very last minute. That's exactly what happened. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So okay. you should have just listened to me to begin with. Sure. Okay. So, so do you want me to get my haircut like I usually do? Or do you want me to do something different this time? That's my question. What would you do? Huh? If I gave you the shears to my mane. You have given me the shears to your mane. <laughs> the pandemic was a hard time. <laughs> we were like a month into it and he was like, I have to have my haircut. Yep. And like, I really think everything was closed around here. So I just was like, well, let's see what we can do. And that went strange. So I just pulled out the clippers just and like just took it all off. Almost all of it. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I think I like your hair. I mean, you don't really have a lot of options though. Whatever. Your the world like, is my oyster. Your hair is ridiculously straight. It's true. So like it just lays flat if you don't put product in it and it looks really dumb. <laughs> You know it does though, so it's fine. Welcome to marriage. <laughs> marriage. 
No, it looks good. I I like what you're doing with like the the mm-hmm. low or the shorter sides and right. so more. The high and tight with the with my little swoop over. Yeah. All right. That's how you've always done your hair. It I, is. I can't think of I can't think of what I would do differently. If you guys definitely not what you used to have in college. <laughs> what are you talking about? Oh yeah, my college. Mm, college was bad. High school was was probably worse. Oh. Okay. Go ahead. You're much regretting that one now. Whatever. Your Sharing turn. All your hair secrets with the world. <laughs> oh, we can go off of a like a hair thing then. Oh. If I did themed. something different to my hair, what would you want me to do? She just repeated my question. Well, for the record. Yeah, but um, mine's way more has way more options than yours. That's true. Um, let's see. I like the color. All right, don't dye the color. Oh, Tina, our little dog's here. Got a she problem. She had a big injury yesterday, so we didn't put lock her up while we podcasted. So she is now loose. Tina, turn coming to her. get pettings, and she'll yeah. We you just, you just shared what we call our dog. Tina Turner. We literally okay. So our dog's name is Chino, short for Cappuccino, and she. I don't know. We have so many names for her. We have Bina. We have Bean Bean. But who does Teen Teen. I think everyone does that. So it it, it it went from Chino to Bino to Bean Bean to Teen Teen to Tina Turner. <laughs> don't ask me how, but we pretty much always call our dog Tina now. <laughs> she looks like a seal. It's pretty sweet. She does. We love our dog so much. But so. she had a bad injury yesterday. She had to have sedation to fix it. Poor thing. So um, back to my hair. What would you like to do to my hair? Mm. I do like it when you when you curl it when you get dressed up and we go out on hot dates. That's nice. Hot dates. Hot dates. Hot dates. <laughs> you want some hot dates? Okay, we're gonna wind this one down for you guys. Is that it? That's all you want me to do? Is just curl my hair? Like you don't want me to dye it? No. I really want to go back to being a brunette one day. Don't do that. You don't know that I actually look good at being a brunette. I've seen pictures. <laughs> no, you've only seen pictures when I have my hair short. That was a bad look. We all agree. <laughs> yeah. So we'll see. We'll see you guys. If she goes brunette, I'll let you know so you can tune in on YouTube well, and check it out. I literally think about it all the time because I would do it, except all of our signs have our pictures on it. And if I showed up to a listing appointment with brown hair, they'd be like, who are you? We would have to sharpie over all of our... <laughs> Just... <laughs> all of our signs. <laughs> Would look really bad. That would be hilarious. Uh, you know. Almost makes it worth doing. You know. Yeah. I think one day we'll take our photos off our sign when we start to get a little ugly. <laughs> or we'll just be those people that keep our <laughs> keep their headshots from their 30s when they're 60. I was talking about that with someone, or maybe I put it up on Instagram, was like this meme of like realtor headshots. They never update them. We just updated ours, so we're good. This is really what we look like. It's true. With lots of hair and makeup. Done by ourselves. I'm not wearing makeup today. (laughs) (laughs) So accurate. It is. That's why you're a little shiny. Oh. Okay. I'm hitting the record button. Guys, peace out. Um, Okay. Do your sign off. Bye. (laughs) 